I don't know. It's usually like fine. The way you said that, I don't know. I don't it's very know. British. I, very British indeed. <laughs> I don't know. But- <laughs> Welcome to episode two. And oh wait, me. what what state are we doing this week? Oh, uh, we have traveled to Alaska because it's the second one in the alphabet of the United States of America. What was his name again? Russell. <laughs> Robert. 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 That's what. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So Robert Hansen. Okay. Robert Hansen. He was born February 15th, 1939. A little after Valentine's Day present mm. that I'm sure his parents were just thrilled to have. So thrilled. Okay. Robert Hansen grew up in Pocahontas, Iowa, population <gasps> about 2000. Amazing. So wow. super small town to super a tiny. Danish immigrant. Um, his father was a baker. And growing up, Robert helped in the bakery a lot, like way more than any child should ever be baking. Okay. Um, And for some reason, his father had like an issue with him being left-handed. So he forced him to (laughs) learn how to do everything right-handed. That was such a big deal back then. And like literally why? Like why Satan's work? Um, so his father made him right, right-handed whenever he was, he, he was naturally left-handed. And because of this, they think he developed a stutter because his brain was like going back and forth so many times. Right, which, right. So he already has a really awful relationship with his parents and he has a stutter and I have a stutter. So I understand how frustrating and annoying it is. Shannon, and of did course, your parents make you change which hand you write with? God, I hope not. I hope that's not the reason why I have it. Blink twice if you're okay. I'm okay. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are in high school years. They really sucked. Like normally high school sucks anyway. Him really sucked. He had severe acne. His stutter stutter was a lot worse and he was just bullied all the time. So naturally he avoided everyone because I would too. And um, he spent a lot of his time hunting and studying archery and studying the outdoors. He was super okay. into it. Nature man. Okay. fine. Like everyone, like whatever. Um, so then he graduated high school. Yay. And he decided Bang. to enlist in the army. Oh. Oh, God. Here's, here he goes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so he enlists in the, in the army. So he enlists in the army. And... During the army, him and a few other soldiers got a day pass to go to New York City Woo, because apparently York. he was Soldier of the Week. Oh, oh that's kind of cute. It's been yeah, waiting I, mm, for you. Mm, you'll see how cute it gets. Okay, oh. um, so Hanson was still a virgin, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with being a virgin whenever no you're shame. in your 20s, whatever. But I guess you don't have to kill someone over it. <laughs> Hey, I didn't say anything about him killing anyone yet. You're jumping ahead. So him and his army buddies, um, the army guys hired prostitutes. Oh. Because they're like, come <laughs> on, man. It's time. It's time to just do the deed. Oof. And Hanson, like, wasn't really about it, but he did it anyways because peer pressure and being all manly, I guess he felt, Man. maybe he felt inclined to do it. Probably, he's like, he's yeah. Like, he's like, well, everyone else has, so I have to now. And apparently he like wanted to have this magical experience for his first time. And I mean, as a sex worker, you do what you do and then you leave. Like you're not there unless they specifically ask. I'm guessing I I don't, I don't know. Um, But I'm guessing unless they ask like in the, however they do it, unless they ask like, can you stay afterwards and like talk, whatever? I'm sure right, they'd be like, yeah, right. for like 25 extra bucks. But like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, she probably did the thing and was like, okay, bye. Yeah. And to him, that really bothered him. And it, at was that, he like offended and upset or was he like angry? He was both. He was offended and upset oh. because he felt, I think he, that's the point where like he felt like they didn't really care. And okay, that's whenever okay. he, put prostitutes on this really bottom level. Uh Yeah, like just not cool. So after he got out of the army, he returned to Iowa as an assistant drill instructor, um, the same town where he grew up. He got married in 1960, um, but he held this huge grudge against his high school 
I guess, for like the bullying and everything like that. Right. So he decides to, with the help of like a little 16 year old, he did, and he's like, what, 19 at this time? Yeah, 21 or something like that. Um, he decides to burn down the Pocahontas <laughs> County Board of Education. Oh my God. The bus garage. <laughs> why the bus garage i don't know <laughs> apparently the whole town was like super offended by this i guess they had other stuff in the bus garage but they were like super super offended They're not the bus garage <laughs> i can't believe it oh my god not the buses literally um so they didn't know who did it but then the teen ended up cracking and told the police everything and was this like one was, of his friends or was it literally just a random teen? No, it was area? like basically a teen he was grooming. Like oh. not in that way, not in like a weird oh. like sexual oh, way, okay. but a way of like I can manipulate you and you know, like his like his little sidekick that yeah, he yeah, was, like, like, okay. Yeah, okay. like a little sidekick. He was like and morphing him into morphing this like, teenager into, yeah, into a, like a many psycho. Ooh. Ooh. Rough time. Ooh. <laughs> So he was sentenced to three years, uh, but only served 20 months of those three. And um, his wife divorced him while he was incarcerated, I guess, because <laughs> she was like, you literally burnt down a, like a bus house. So she bye. was really butthurt about he was the bus really garage. butthurt about the bus house. <laughs> um, so his family sold the bakery and they moved to Minnesota because they were super um, embarrassed by, by it, even right. though... His dad like swore that he hands like Robert didn't do anything like he did nothing wrong, but they were still super embarrassed anyway. So that's why they left. And after he got out, he moved to Minnesota with them, where he met his second wife, uh, Darla Henrichson, mm. and they became like the awkward couple of the century. Oh no! <laughs> like she was like six feet tall, lanky, awkward, but. They both love the outdoors. So I guess that's kind of something they, okay. they have in common. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 1967, the couple moved to Anchorage, Alaska. And this is where everything kind of went down for, for him and kind of where he cracked oh and God. lost it. Okay. Um, so during this time, Anchorage was beginning to like really boom and flourish because of all like the oil pipelines going around. Right. So they were really starting to get more people and stuff, which means um, sex work went up. Um, but Robert has this like beef. Yeah, with he has it. this stupid beef with them for some odd because he got reason. upset. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, and there that's when uh, Darla had their first kid, and at that point, after she had the baby, Hanson began to distance himself emotionally and physically away from her. Interesting. Yeah. So now we're at uh, 1971. And like I said before, at first he wasn't really into the murder aspect of it. Um, so he just had like a deep hatred for these prostitutes and right. even exotic dancers. Um, so his ploy was to offer money for sexual favors and then kidnap them and rape them. Oh my but God. he never intended to kill them at first. Right, right. Um, but even his first assault allegation wasn't even against a prostitute. So uh, Susan Heppard, she was a real estate agent and um, Hanson like saw her. I read two things. He either saw her at a red light or he saw her walking okay. and he was just super intrigued by her. He thought she was beautiful and he's like, I want to go talk to her. Okay. So instead of being like a normal person and like leaving your number at the office, if you knew where she worked or like asking around, like, Hey, do you know her? Can I get her a call? He decided to follow her home. Okay. Yes. So, Isn't that um, what you would do? <laughs> oh, obviously. If I saw totally a cute man, I'd. How do you think I got my boyfriend? I followed him. Oh my god. A match made <laughs> I'm in kidding, heaven. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I did not follow him. We met online. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Um. So, one either morning or even evening, Susie went to run an errand, and when she got out of her car, Hanson like tried to grab her and he pointed a 22 caliber gun at her. Oh my God. Handgun, what, I think. What? Yeah. Like first time meeting that her. That escalated like, so quick. Yeah. Like I don't, like 
and I am condensing things because this is a long story. So I am right, condensing right. things. So I don't have all the details in her. Um, so if you want to read, <laughs> you want to find out more, like you do your own research and read. I did read two books ab- about him, but I don't want this oh to be God. an hour long. Yeah. So obviously she like starts screaming because this man that she does not know has a gun to her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And um, um, her roommate luckily heard her, called the police, um, and Hanson ran off when he heard the police says sirens. So, I mean. Bye, baby. Like. <laughs> bye, baby. Yikes. Uh, uh, Susie told the police what, what happened, and she gave a description of Hanson. And the police later located him walking down the road, and they asked him why he was out so early in the morning in the cold without a jacket, because obviously this is Alaska. Right, right. So, so I mean, hopefully Alaska. you're not. Yeah, I don't know why I said that weird. <laughs> so hopefully you're not running around outside without a jacket. Um, but he made up some like bullshit story about getting dizzy while driving. So he decided to walk the rest of the way home. Okay, why were you dizzy while driving this early in the morning? Also, <laughs> like, why would you just leave your car? No, yeah, like, yeah, like, <laughs> bye. Thought, like, oh, I'm dizzy. I'm going to walk a few miles away from my car and never go back. So, yeah, so uh, like, police were like, um, yeah, okay, we don't believe you. So um, they took him in and they did like the lineup thing or like a picture thing for Susie right. to, so she could like identify him. And, um, she identified him as the man who tried to kidnap her and Hanson was sar- ch- sarged, Jesus. Hanson was, char- <laughs> was charged with, a, with assault with a deadly weapon, but he was eventually released on bail. Okay. Um, and then Patricia Roberts had um, a similar st- story, except hers was a little bit uh, worse. Um, Patricia Roberts, she was taken from downtown at gunpoint again um he took her who's patricia just another woman yeah this is just okay he found on the street uh he took her to the kenai peninsula i think that's how you pronounce it if not i'm sorry (laughs) i'm not good with words and he raped her he said later once i had her i didn't know what to do with her and when she was scared i was more scared so you killed her no no, he he? didn't kill her oh (laughs) Wow, you are really jumping I, ahead. I, uh, so, no, she didn't die. She convinced okay, him okay. to bring bring her back to Anchorage. And she went to the police, of course. And yeah. she was like, hey, this guy just, like, raped me. And uh, they were like, okay, can you identify him in a sexual predator book? Because at this point, they added him. I don't know how they determine how to add someone, but I guess because it was a woman who he assaulted first they're like that was a good chance he was taking oh, to rape her. right right so she's like yeah that's that's the one so he went to trial and the deal was if he pleaded guilty to susan heppard he would get five years in jail and the charges for patricia would be dropped that's kind of messed up <laughs> that's what <laughs> yeah I what don't know. how is that fit? like how is that I, salt like alaska man so barbara fields um he she was also abducted tortured raped and he reluctantly let her go and when he let her go he told her i wish we could have met under different circumstances um and, baby uh, boy you're the one that yeah. made these circumstances the you're the circumstances. one who like he's like oh my god i wish we could have met differently like what Literally, like you didn't have to like yeah. abduct and torture her toxic men Idiot toxic sandwich. men Anyway, a few weeks after her incident, the body of uh, Celia Van Zatten was found in a ravine by two campers. Um, her hands were tied behind her back. Oh my she God. was partially naked. She was bruised, beaten, and her chest was cut open. Oh, my God. Yikes. So this kind of drove Barbara to tell the police what happened to her. Um, and police once again took him into questioning And they searched his house and they found a wire in the basement, almost identical to the wire that was found on Celia Van Zanton's, I'm so sorry for mispronouncing your name, bound hands. Um, And, but one of the sergeants didn't think it was substantial evidence, I guess, because anyone can have wire. Right. Which I think is fair. In their house, which is fair because I mean, especially if you're going to like, like a, a store and they only have one type of wire and that right, means like a right. bunch of people are going to have it. 
but still. <laughs> yeah. And then um, one of the sergeants, like I said, would yeah, yeah, he denied everything per usual. However, he was uh, tried and was in prison, um, but the charges were dropped and he was never positively linked to the murder of Celia. So that is up for debate. If that was one of his victims, they aren't still totally sure. Oh, to like still day. they're not. Yeah, like they're still not totally oh, sure because she was a little different than the other ones. Um, okay. But okay. after this incident, he was in and out of pr- prison for a few years. Uh, he stole a chainsaw once and he was <laughs> in jail for for that. So like now it was like p- petty thefts and stuff like that. Right, that kept right. him in, in and out of jail. And then 1980 is when it gets real bad. So, Yikes. so this is buckle the disclaimer up, part. Yeah. Buckle up, make sure your seatbelts are on, make sure you have cruise control on because <laughs> you want to oh, be God. staying in these lanes. Um, oh, I don't think I'm so, ready to be quite honest. <laughs> it's really, it's really rough. Um, so just be prepared. But um, so uh, Joanne Messina. So he met, she was um, a sex worker and he met her at the docks of Seaward and he asked her to have dinner with, with him, which she, she did. Um, actually, I'm not sure if she was a sex worker. Don't quote me on that. That could have been false information. So no one get mad at me. I'm trying. Um, so she had been camping nearby with her dog. Uh, she was a nursing student and just looking for a job. So at this point, Hanson was intrigued by her because in his eyes, she looked like a decent human being. She was in college. She was just working. She was looking for a job and he was like, Oh, like, yeah, like you seem nice. Right. Um, and he invited her to his camper. But then, since she didn't have a lot of money, um, she brought up the whole, hey, like, since we're alone, if you want to do stuff, you know, if you'd pay me, I'd be willing to do sexual favors okay. for you. And that caused a switch in his brain. Yikes. So suddenly oh, no. she was no longer, like, that good girl. He's like, he he looked at her as, like, a bad person. Yeah. And he started yelling at her and getting aggressive. And she obviously was horrified. So she ran out into the yeah. woods. Yeah. And she's just running in the woods. And Hanson eventually caught up with her, hit her with the back of his gun, and shot her. So. Oh, my God. So. And like I said, he was, like, really into hunting and stuff, too. So yeah. this is kind of, like, the hunter aspect of right. his whatever. That is so, <clears throat> so horrifying. Yeah. So then he then buried her in a shallow grave by the highway. And later that year, Alaskan state troopers got the call of remains found near the, I think it's Kenai, Kenya. That's not Kenya. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I think it's Kenai Peninsula. Uh, But unfortunately, when they got there, a black bear was eating her remains. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, And black bears are protected, I guess, around Anchorage, which I didn't know. I thought you could just bear hunt galore up there, but I guess not. Um, so technically they couldn't kill So it. they couldn't do anything. No, okay. which I I get, but I don't get at the same time. Yeah. It's like, just imagine being that family member and like hearing like, oh, we found your daughter. We found like her re- remains, but we we can't get all of it because of we watched An a animal bear. Ate it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. They eventually got her. Um, yeah. And then after that one, a body of a severely decomposed young woman was found in uh, Euclinta by electrical workers in a shallow grave. Um, There was little evidence, just remains of her clothing and a bracelet made with turquoise stones. It was confirmed that she was killed by stabbing um, in her chest and they never identified her. So she became known as (laughs) Euclinta Annie. Okay. Um, And to this day, they still have no, no idea who she is. Uh, which is sad. That is so um, sad. And uh, the disappearance continued into 1981. And those disappearances were high numbers of dancers and sex workers. And the police were like starting to actually get suspicious at this point. Right, right. Which like, thank God. Finally. Mm. I just can't believe he like was so angry. Yeah. At, like sex people in sex work just because he hired a prostitute. And she did her job and he was offended. Like, I think it was you know a mixture I mean? of that. I think it was a mixture of that. I think it was a mixture of rejection from women That's, and probably in high school. Yes, yeah. So, like, he probably felt like that was rejection too, like her just leaving. No, for sure. But, like, to take it to but, that but extent. But I'm not validating like, what he's doing. No, I'm just yeah, trying yeah, to, like, not. process it and, like, try to educate on 
what goes through their head and why. They no, think. yeah, for sure. So now we're into Ooh. 1981 and uh, marriage to his wife was going downhill. She would frequently take the children to her family in Arkansas where they spend almost the entire summer away. Um, so Robert just had the house to himself at this point. Yeah. And Robert also did this whole like insurance fraud <laughs> extravaganza. He was doing it all. He which I don't know most. how he got away with it. I don't know how. So I guess he... So he took his taxidermied animals and he had a lot of these. And um, I know from my family being hunters and stuff that they're expensive. Yeah. It's a lot of money to get them done. And he had a bunch of them. So he hid them in his backyard somehow. He hid them and like other tr- trophies and he hid them and he's called the police and he's like, oh my God, someone like stole all my animals. Oh my gosh, you're kidding. <laughs> Which I don't know <laughs> who, I don't know. I do kind of know why you would steal taxidermy animals because they're expensive, but also I don't know who would do that. <laughs> yeah, like why do you need one so badly? Like, could you just imagine like passing by a house and seeing them like walking outside with like this big mounted like moose head? No, right, right. <laughs> you immediately be like, what? like, hello? <laughs> That's the only thing they took. Like, <laughs> like just the moose head. It was just, just the moose. Um, so he collected $13,000 in insurance. Oh my god! I mean, this is in the '80s, so it's a little bit more than now, I would think. Wait, did you say thirteen hundred or thirteen thousand? Thirteen thousand. That's like that's how much they deemed those animals worth. Yeah, back then. In the '80s, I don't. Yeah, I mean, inflation for sure. I can assume. No, yeah, but like, I like. (laughs) Yikes! Those damn moose heads. But they are okay. They are expensive though, so it makes sense. But like, it does make sense. But like, anyway, okay. So with this money, he decided to open his own bakery, and then he also bought a small plane. (laughs) Wait, why is it so funny to you? Are we should just? It's like so random. Like I was not prepared. It is, but it's not because his dad owned a bakery. Remember? (laughs) I am so sleep deprived right now. The answer is no. I did not remember he had his dad own a bakery, but I do remember now. Dad, less funny now. Okay. Danish immigrant and owned a bakery. Okay. Um, Okay. Rewind. And a small plane. Okay. (laughs) Small (laughs) plane, which he ended up never even getting a license for, getting it registered. So I guess he just. learned how to drive this plane <laughs> for funsies unless i'm wrong i feel like someone's gonna like contact me on social media and be like shannon you got this entire story wrong i'm gonna be like listen i'm trying okay okay but did you laugh did you have okay, a good time did you have a good time here i hope so because we did okay we did. so we have uh sherry morrow morrow 23 year old dancer uh she was asked to go on a date with hansen um and her roommate was also a dancer and she had already met Hanson and she basically told Sherry like, hey, this guy seems a little bit creepy. So I don't think you should go. Or if you do go, I think you should bring someone with you. Right. Um, so she already had bad vibes. A little but suspicious. Sherry, she, yeah, she was a little bit, she was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but Sherry's like, no, I'll be fine. Um, Sherry so, was not fine. <laughs> Sherry was, no, Sherry was not fine. Oh. Um, so on November 23rd, 1981, um, Dale, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Tonkoske, Tonkoske. So sorry, Dale. Um, he was born so in- <laughs> Next time, um, note to self, look up uh, Google translations for pronunciation of names. Continuing, um, <laughs> he reported to the police that his girlfriend was missing and he'd last seen her that Monday, November 16th. And she was wearing Wait, Robert, who reported a missing girlfriend. No, Sherry's boyfriend, Sherry's Dale, boyfriend, Dale, reported oh, Sherry that's, missing. That's so bad. We literally were just talking about Dale and I completely forgot about him in literally yeah, a span of know. two seconds. Literally a span of two seconds. Anyway, Dale calling Whoop. police. Whoop. <laughs> Uh, so Dale, so Dale reported <laughs> Sherry missing. They were dating and, um, okay. he said he knew exactly what she was wearing and stuff too. So like good on him for like being a caring boy. Like, wow. No, yeah. Imagine. We all deserve imagine? Dale's. <laughs> if anyone's listening, uh, be Dale, be like be Dale. Dale, be like Dale. Don't be like Robert. Robert sucks. 
Anywho's, <laughs> um, she was wearing silver wireframe glasses, blue jeans, and a blue baby ski jacket with like a navy kind of um out- outline on on it. Okay. And she always wore a golden arrowhead necklace that he had given her, like uh-huh. always. Like she never took yeah. it off. You know, it was so cute. Um, and he said that she was going to spend the night with a friend and then go to a doctor's appointment the next day. And the doctor said she never came in. Mm. So that was on, that was November of 1981. And then on September 13th, 1982, so almost a year, uh, 10 months, a body was found in a shallow grave about 25 miles north of Anchorage. Uh, the body was fully clothed, wearing a blue, wearing blue jeans and mm. a baby blue ski jacket, and uh, her he- her head was covered with an ace ba- bandage. Do you know what those oh are? Oh my god! Like yeah, yeah. You would wrap like your quad or something. Up. Mm-hmm. I yeah, only know yeah. that because I used to use them. Um, <laughs> so she her head was wrapped, um, and a twenty two caliber cartridge was found in the gravesite. Stop. Yeah. That is so sad. So. Apparently after the date that Sherry went on with Robert, um, she got in the car and she probably thought either she's going to take him home or like do some other, you know. Right, right. And Hanson made Sherry kneel on the passenger side of the car. He handcuffed her and he blindfolded her. (laughs) He (laughs) blindfolded her with ace bandages, took her out into the woods and somehow she managed to escape the car, um, oh my God. but she was still covered up. So she could not right. see where she'd gone, but she just started running through the woods, oh my, that which is, is so horrifying. Scary. That's like, so that's scary. like actually something I think out of a horror movie. And I think I've definitely seen no, it literally, in multiple that's, movies. No, seriously. And um, so she was just running around the woods and eventually Hanson caught up with her and he either pushed her or hit her on the ground. And she was apparently just like squirming around. She was just screaming and he yeah. just literally looked at her and sh- shot her. Oh my God. Like he, like, like it was nothing. He just looked at her and shot her. And uh, this time he took the, the airhead ne- necklace as a souvenir. So now Aww. he's starting to, yeah. So now he's starting to really develop that whole hunter mentality. Yeah. Um, I I don't want to say hunter mentality. I want to say big game hunter mentality. Okay. Um, Because like, like I said, my parents both hunt and they rarely get things like taxidermied unless it's like a a big buck or something. So I think it was more of like his big game. Like we have to take a souvenir. I have to take a trophy um, to show that I did this. And he um, buried her in a shallow grave. Um, and then um, Andrea Altieri, she had the nickname Fish because she always uh, wore a fish charm. Mm-hmm. And uh, she met up with Robert Hansen as a sex worker. Um, he did the same thing. He got her into his car, handcuffed her, blind, blindfolded her, oh raped her. And then uh, she then she asked Hansen if she could go outside to use the bathroom. Um so she was thinking ahead and she, she was like, how can I get out of this? Like, I, right. you know, so she's like, well, he, hopefully he won't let me like go to the bathroom in here. So she's like, can I go outside and use the bathroom? And he was like, yeah, but like, obviously he's going to watch her. Um, right. So he put his gun on the hood of the car. And after she was done going to the bathroom, she saw it. She went to grab, she went to go get it. Hanson yeah. saw her, got it first and shot her. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And uh, this time he filled a duffel bag with dirt and gravel. He tied her body to it and he threw her over a bridge and he kept the fish charm. Yeah. It's really, it's really, really rough. And I'm not even getting into all the details. I don't want to like scare people away yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I won't hold back all the time, but for now. Yeah. So now we are in 1983. So he's been doing this for what ten years now, at least. Has he had like any issues with police recently? Besides those petty crimes before. Nothing. Okay. Okay. Not that I saw, but like I said again, there's so much that who knows. Yeah. So now we're into 1983, and like I said, um, his wife was like barely around, and right. um, at this point, she took the kids and they went to Europe for a summer, which Good. is like. Ugh, I want to go to Europe. I want to go to Europe. What the fuck? I know. So at this point, he was like, <laughs> he was, he got like bored of looking for women on the streets. He was bored of picking them up. He was bored of getting them to his car and he was bored of raping them. Like, 
He was like, this is just too regular. He's like, this is just too easy now. Just disgustingly. Literally disgusting. Um, so he decided to run an ad for himself in the paper. Oh no. Um, kind of, yeah. Kind of like a single Nanny Doss. Is that you? Oh my God. (laughs) Could you imagine? She all of a sudden, Nanny Doss appears. Um, honestly, they make a cute couple. Mm. Um, I mean, they were like alive around the same time ish. No. Oh, wait, that was like the 1920s. Ignore me. And then she died in like 1965. Oh, it's the 80s now. Why did you I? You weren't Never doing mind. so well. I did am. Do, did you like do well in history? Was that like your thing? I did like history in high school. I did okay. Okay, well, obviously you don't like listening to me then because you're not remembering anything. <laughs> 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 Anyways, so the ad read... And I quote, <clears throat> Adventurous male, 42, 5'11", 160 pounds. Oh, he's a small man. <laughs> <laughs> I just like picture that in my head no, for yeah, the first same. time. And I'm like, he is scrawny. He's tiny. <laughs> he is a little, 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 little disgusting man. <laughs> um, uh, he's looking at... Uh, 160 pound looking for a lady proud to be a woman to share sincere honest attachment must like to dance and enjoy a social life but that's messed up uh but can also put on jeans and join me in finding what's what's next around the bend over the next hill enjoy flying his own plane uh beach combing which i feel like that means like looking for shells yeah maybe um fishing camping and life is much fuller if shared. And then he said, send a recent photo, end quote. So when he said, like, must like dancing or whatever he said, did he mean, like, just like, woo, we're messing around dancing? Or did he mean, like... I think he actually meant, like, like um going on a date and, like, going date dancing. Like, actually, Okay, okay. Like, <laughs> insert dance moves because I suck at them. <laughs> um, so Robert ran this ad on the 8th and 15th of May. And he got quite a few responses, actually. So, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I would do that. Ew. Like, because like but now, also it's, like at the time, that was like. I guess that was the thing. I don't know. I mean, it's very bold of women to go meet someone they've never seen. Yeah, that's like that would it would definitely be very intimidating. Because like he's ugly. I'm sorry, but he's look gross. He's, he's not look- scary. He's not good looking. Which and granted. He- a lot of those photos were probably not taken at his best. No, but um. apparently he was not good looking. Like he had a lot of oh, really? acne scars mm. too. Yeah, like he mm, rough, rough times. But he was really interested in a woman named Karen O'Leary. Okay. Uh, she was. And friendly. why was he so interested, Shannon? Please. Because tell me. Karen was friendly and they got along really well. They Aww. actually, yeah, right. They actually went on a few dates. They went dancing and they actually like got to know each each, each other. Excuse my stutter. It's those handsome babs. I'm kidding. Robert, is that you? <laughs> oh my god! I hope not. Get out of me. I, ha- mm. I hope not. I oh really hope not. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I'm British. So- <laughs> Anyways, back to my regular <laughs> scheduled language. <laughs> so they went on a few dates, <laughs> and they got what to know happening? each other. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but the funny anyway. thing is, so uh, Karen worked for the Alaskan state troopers i don't think she like was a trooper i think she just worked for like the police station maybe it's like a secretary or something get off okay. your phone i took a picture of you no you didn't i literally did god i hope it looked good anyway it always looks good <laughs> so he was like kind of walking a thin line with that one there uh so they celebrated her birthday together and that night after dinner he ended up bringing her back to his house Ooh. Ooh. And they went to the basement, and oh, that was like basically romantic. his. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and that was like basically a man cave. So he kept um, all of his trophies and taxidermy animals in there. Okay. Um, so it was basically just like a big all I do is hunt with my life. Um, like literally plastered. He was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah. And there was even a uh, huge bearskin rug on the floor of the basement. Comfortable. I know. I, don't, I hear they're in season. Which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I hear like they're really nice. If I, <laughs> if you have a bear rug, uh, let us know because we want to know what it looks like. Thank you. Um, anywho, please. It's probably cute and soft. To be honest, maybe. Mm, I don't 
know. Please let us know. I'm curious. Just let us know because now we're interested. Anyways, back to the bearskin rug. Back to the bearskin rug. Please reach so out they to like, us. <laughs> so he had like a couch down, down there and stuff and whatever. And they were like on the couch. Like they were being all cuddly. They were like kissing, blah, blah, blah. And then he. Stop. Oh my God. Wait, does this go zero to a hundred? I'm so ready. He um asks her, he's like, do you want to go upstairs with me? And do you want to like make love? <laughs> that was apparently a direct quote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> I feel like if, if Where did we a get man, this information? Because I'm assuming this woman is dead and I'm assuming he didn't tell that to someone. If a man ever told me on a date. <laughs> this was like what, hey. their second date? No, they were seeing each other for a while at this oh point. But they, they, but they haven't done anything Still. yet. I'll explain that. Okay, um, okay. But if a man ever did that to me and was like, do you want to go upstairs with me and make love? I'd be like, make no, cookies? Like what? Like what leave. are you talking about? <laughs> like, no, that's weird. I don't like that. I would have been outie. I would have been like, um, yeah, let me go grab my purse and run to my car. Um, so Karen was like, no, I'm not ready for that. Like, no, like this is fine. Yeah, I'm not ready yeah. for that. Good for her for boundaries. Seriously, yeah. Good seriously. for her being like, nah, not this ain't it. And he was like, oh, okay, well, you I know. I guess I could. <laughs> oh, this no. is okay. also what he told her. He I'm said, ready. he said, well, you know, we can do it right there on the bearskin rug. I bet that really sold her. I bet she was like, you know what? This sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm ready. I'm so ready. Yeah, which I don't know why he would think that would suddenly make her be prepared. I feel like that would make it worse. He was like, I knew you were wondering if we could, and I'm telling you we can. We can make so love she, on the bearskin rug. Obviously, she was like, no, I'm still not ready. I'm like, really not ready now? She's like, I'm definitely not ready now. Um, so after that, I mean, he was like, okay. And he didn't do anything. And um, so I guess uh, things kind of fizzled out with them. Um, Wait, so that was just never- like a wholesome relationship? Yes, he never harmed her, oh never demeaned her. Okay. And the reason why I include that is to really pound in that point of him having an MO. Yeah. Because she never, she never um, you know, said, if you pay me, I'll do this. She was right, right. Like, so that is so interesting. She was like, No, yeah. I really like I don't want to like get physically involved with you right now i literally was, was expecting like, him to like freak out on to her to flip out yeah no. yeah i was like baby girl i'm so sorry but you have to go He's gonna make rug, you, you gotta go yeah like that's so interesting but like as soon as someone's like yeah like i got paid for sex once he's like nope done he's like, like bye yeah like so um yeah so that happened with her and she was fine but um uh, so he wasn't on the prowl for anyone until he met a prostitute by the name of Cindy Paulson uh, one night while he was out and about. Um, and this is her account of what happened. Um, this one gets also pretty rough. Um, so on the morning of either June 13th or June 14th, I'm not sure which one because the way it's described in like the book yeah. It, I couldn't tell if it was like late night and then it went into the next morning or if it, okay, that kind okay. of thing. So I'm not sure like what date. Um, a call came into the police uh, that stated, and I quote, investigate circumstances involving a white female adult picked up by our compliant and has taken to the mush in. A uh, female is, sent, is said to be in, hand, in handcuffs, has medium brown hair. She's wearing a purple jacket, Levi and no shoes. And that woman was Cindy Paulson. Okay. Um, she claimed that a man wanted her to perform oral sex on him for $200. And even though she knew that was a lot of money for just like a one-time thing, right? Um, she really needed the money. So she decided to do it in any way, which I get. Um, so she got in Hanson's car and she began to uh, perform oral sex on him. And uh, he grabbed her by the throat. Oh my put God. a gun to her head and he oh said he was God. he said he was taking her to his house and she better behave so like he's oh. already like she's a bad girl and she won't listen ah, like I don't what know. he's an idiot sandwich as we all know Period. so uh hansen got to his house and he took her to the, to the basement where he chained her up handcuffed her and he attached the chain to an eye hook on a pillar on the wall 
Um, and he also put a chain around her neck. Uh, so Ew. Like, based on what I read, there was just enough mobility for her so that he could constantly, uh, not constantly, continuously uh, rape and he sodomized oh her as well. Oh my God. Um, what, uh, he, it was a, uh, he also used a hammer to rape her as well. Oh my, oh my God. Um, the next literally day, sick, literally the next sick. day. Yeah. It's disgusting. He's an absolute trash bag and I'm sure he's burning in the eternal pit of fire. Mm. Um, the next day Hanson told Paulson that he was going to take her to his, uh, cabin slash camper in the woods uh but he would return her to anchorage before nightfall so uh, this poor girl is probably thinking geez oh my god like i'm either gonna die or like he's gonna take take me back either way yeah i couldn't even i couldn't even imagine no. uh so he put a Mm-mm. so he put a blanket over her head um and they drove uh to the mini airport where hansen kept his plane and while he was loading up the plane she managed to somehow peek up from the blanket and see what he was doing. And she noticed that he was loading up the plane. So she took a chance and uh, she ran out of the truck like a fucking badass. Oh like my she God. just fucking yes, sprinted out of the car. Yes. And With Hansen, a bag over her head. Uh, a, a blanket. Or like blindfold. blindfold. By that, <laughs> I, I'm sure the blanket flew off by that point. That's true. So she's like sprinting out of this, like, I'm guessing it's like a little like, um, what are they called that airplanes land on strip airstrip like the landing airstrip? pad landing pad <laughs> thank you um so <laughs> maybe uh, she's, like, i don't sprinting know sprinting away and uh hansen notices her and he starts to run after her but he stops because an airport security guard starts looking at him and is like why are you running after that girl why is that girl look, yeah like, like first she of all, why is that girl is so terrified from you? yeah and why are you running after her and so he like slows down and he like acts all chill and he just like goes back to his truck. He drives home. He covers up any evidence that she was ever there. Yeah. Seals the holes with with putty. Ew. So he like, I feel like he, he knows. He's like, she got away. Yeah. Now I have to start coming up with something. Yeah. So Cindy, she made it out to on, on the road and she was obviously terrified, but she managed to stop a truck driver and she told him to take her to the big timber hotel. And uh, he was like, we should go to the cops uh, because obviously something's wrong. And she, she's like, yeah. no, no, like I want to go to the hotel, take him to, to the hotel. Um, so instead he took her to the Mush Inn, uh, which it's either the next best thing or was just closer. So I read two different things. I read that either the clerk called the police um, or Cindy called her pimp to, to come and get her. Okay. And her pimp was like, was furious that this happened and he um allegedly from what i read he even went to the airport to like go after him yo good for him like go beat him up like literally literally beat his little scrawny ass literally um either way officer greg baker came back to talk to her uh he convinced her to come to the station and um on their way to get a rape kit at the hospital they stopped at the airport where cindy identified robert's plane um and then with that information, they could lo- lo- uh, locate him and get right. the name of the owner and everything. So like I said, Hansen was obviously ready for the cops. He he knew. So he already created an alibi too. So he literally asked two of his friends um, from the bakery to lie for, for, for him. Okay. And uh, he asked them, he's like, hey, you guys owe me a favor and anyway. So... I need you to say that I was at a friend's house fixing airplanes um, with you guys from around midnight to, to dawn. So when else um, would you be fixing airplanes? Yeah. So I'm not sure exactly how he talked them into this. Uh, he said that they owed him a favor and that he got caught up in a little quote, awkward situation. Um. <laughs> so he needed an alibi. I guess they were like, whatever. Okay. So he was really hoping that this would add up to another, he said, she said thing. Yeah. Which ultimately is what happened in the past. And all of his char- charges always got dropped because right, they had right. no hard ev- evidence. And so the police interrogated him. They went to his house. Um, they searched it. It was exactly how Cindy de- described with all the taxider- taxidermy and stuff. But the police couldn't find anything to directly pinpoint him to keeping her there by force. Right. Um, and of course, his friends lied for, for him. They were like, no, he's with us the entire time. Like, like. Like she's lying. Yeah. And then she also refused to take a lie detector test. 
So that didn't look good for her. No. Did it say like, I mean, I can see, um, it, it said that from what, what I read, it kind of made it sound like, um, she didn't want to take it because to her, it felt offensive. Like they didn't believe what she said. Okay. okay. So she was just kind of like, I'm not going to like, you guys aren't going to believe me. So yeah. Yeah. All in all, without any substantial evidence, they had to drop the charges. Of course. Yeah. Once again. Once again. But luckily, there was someone who was catching on to the disappearances of these women. And she was an Alaskan state trooper by the name of Maxine Farrell. And she was already researching all of these. Like, she had a board and everything. Like, she was, like... She's on top of it. Yeah. So she got a hold of this case and she's like, hey, this is kind of similar to what happened to other b- women. And she gave it to um, Lyle Hogsfin, who was the lead investigator of Sherry Morrow's case. And uh, Sherry, if she was the one who was, um, she had the arrowhead ne- necklace. She was Yes, okay. One. So the wheels start turning, thank God. And cases start connecting uh once the body of paula golding was was found in a shallow grave near the nick river um which you could only get there by boat boat or plane so all of these Mm -hmm. were pretty secluded and they're like okay so it has to be someone with a boat or plane and they also found a uh 22 22 23 (laughs) caliber shell casing uh which matched the other shell casings with the other victims so sergeant glenn floth Floth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry, Glenn. <laughs> so sorry, Glenn. Um, so he took on all these c- cases and he was convinced there was a serial killer, not to mention a serial rapist. Um, right. But being in Alaska, none of these guys were equipped to handle this type of a case. So they contacted the Behavioral Science Division of the FBI located in Quantico, Virginia. Enter Matthew Gray, Gubbler in Criminal Minds. Just kidding. He wasn't around then, but if he were. If he were, he would be there. <laughs> thank, God, thank, thank God. And uh, Roy Hazelwood, who was a member of the team, literally described Hanson to a T without even knowing him or knowing anything about oh him. Oh, my God. Yeah. So they just told um, – they basically – the police told Roy what they found, um, what they, where they found the women, uh, the type of condition that they were in, the, like, um, in, uh, w- like the fatal wounds and such. And yeah. He literally said, quote, he described the killer as um, an avid hunter, probably into guns and as an outdoorsman, likely married to a religious woman. He seemed like a good guy in the community and had a successful business. Uh, He likely had a speech impediment and had acne growing up. And he liked to take trophies from his victims. Oh, my God. So they were like, oh. (laughs) Oh, my God. So with this information, they basically pinpointed Hanson like they're like yeah, you're the only those, one that fits like this accuracy. description yeah right like that's insane I want to know how they learned that so um like, with that they were able to get another search warrant for, for the house and this time the cops were like dead set on finding something they, they were like we know this is him so we really have to like get something right so they tore the horse the heart <laughs> <laughs> they tore the horse apart I'm kidding they tore the, the house apart <laughs> and um they found nothing in the basement again. And um, on like a last like exhausted attempt, they went up to the attic and they started like kind of going through like the insulation and like the fiberglass and stuff. Oh God. And they found um, evidence to tie Hanson to two of the mur- murders. Uh, so they found the arrowhead necklace of Sherry Morrow and the gun used to k- kill her. Yeah. And um, they also found a literal map of the Anchorage area, like with the surrounding mountains with X's all over. Oh my God. Yeah. AKA where he buried the bodies. So the news got out and uh, the two friends who lied for Hanson uh, retracted their statement and they're like, uh, nah, that wasn't true at all. Like he was never with us. So the cops are like, okay, well, thanks a lot. Like really, (laughs) really, really. (laughs) So they are like, okay, so they like, okay, Hansen fine. You was you arrested. <laughs> um, Hanson was a- a- arrested in the first, of course, he would d- deny everything, he didn't do right, anything with it. Naturally. And finally, they cracked him, and he was like, um, I agree to confess if my family is left out of the press and just left alone, right? Like, wow, what a what family, a sweet man. guy! Oh my god, like, so good for you. <laughs> 
Come on, just let him off. He he was just having a bad day. He was just having a really really bad time. It or was like a really rough time. ten years. <laughs> it was a bad time. Um. So with this confession, he also decided to lead them to where the bodies were. I'm not sure if it was to hopefully reduce his sentence. Either way, so um. The cops took him on a helicopter ride and they took the map out and they said that um, Hanson, like his personality changed as soon as they were like, hey, can you go find these? Like he like got excited about finding the bodies, <gasps> like like he was searching for like a wounded animal, like falling yeah, on the trail. Oh like, my gosh. Another one of those weird hunter aspects. Yeah. Um. So he led the police to 12 of the bodies to the exact spot. Like so at that point, it was like... <laughs> yeah, it was yikes. it was over. Then on February 18th, 1984, Hansen was sentenced to 460 years plus, <laughs> plus life in prison for assault, kidnapping, theft, insurance, fraud, murder, and rape. Um, he was known in the jail as being a really good guy, really, really nice. He helped out in the k- kitchens, and he died of natural causes on August 21st. 2014 at 75 years old oh, wow. and i'm sure he was shot straight to hell like a slingshot hopefully Pew! and that is the story straight of shot. oh <laughs> stream stream that straight shot by shannon quinn stream straight shot by shannon quinn aka me um and that is the story of robert hansen aka the butcher baker i have absolutely s- no words 460 years to life in prison. Okay. Like, I honestly, at that point, I don't know why they just didn't give him, like, the lethal injection. I don't, maybe it's not legal there. Something. But damn, I would have. That's true. But, like. Threw him off a bridge. I I also find it very interesting that they said he was, like, a good guy in prison. Yeah. Like, like, is there a lot more, like, family past trauma situations that, like, you didn't get into? Or, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, he was like, oh, I'm in prison. Like, I don't have to be bad anymore. I can just, I guess he could just be himself. Or, like, like he, he wasn't, wasn't killing anyone, but he, he was wasn't just, like, killing anyone. I think also he. Uh, it wasn't a secret anymore. It was probably an all males prison. Too. That's true. Oh, that's true. So he didn't have any of those like nasty sex workers to be angry with. <laughs> Boo-hoo, Robert. I still like literally. I still cannot get over that. It's disgusting, and he's just disgusting. And literally he's disgusting. Um, Woo! Yeah. Woo! Episode two sure was a doozy, and I got even more of a doozy for episode three. Literally. <laughs> when we go to Arkansas, so we're heading back over to the southern states, so this is a... Mm. Get ready, y'all. Get ready. Buckle we... up. Get your snacks. Get your snackies. Snacks. Snacks. <laughs> snacks. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Thanks, you. Thanks, you. Jesus Christ. Uh, thank you, everyone, for us, as you can tell. Uh, for thank you guys real. for I'm like listening. Falling asleep in my bed right now. I know. I saw you guys. I saw you like dozing off. I was like, he's not listening. <laughs> I'm listening. I promise. Thanks for listening, all three of you. Hee hee. Hee hee. Thanks for coming funny. on a road trip. Thanks We're just getting trip. started. Just getting started. It's going to get a whole lot more murderous. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>